Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 159 of Podcast in Death, and this will serve as our official third year anniversary episode. Yes. Yes. Incredible. Insane. (laughs) I mean, it's to get that far, to get to three years is pretty amazing. And to have such a loyal following, too, is just, it's amazing. Absolutely. So it's so great. I mean, we started this thing and we were just like, yeah, it'll be fine. Let's try it out. Somebody will listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody will listen. And damn, I mean, it worked out. We've gotten to the point where we're almost at um, 5,000 downloads per month. Yeah. Holy cow. That's amazing. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's, awesome. it's awesome. And we, we appreciate all of you. Yeah. Um, yes. So we're just waiting for Susan Erickson and um, waiting for our other <laughs> audience members uh, we've invited our patrons <clears throat> to be audience. There's now two in the audience. Um, so if you're a patron and you're in the audience, I will repeat again that uh, we have a, a chat. Uh, and if you have a question for Susan once she gets here, you can put it in the chat. Um, you can also, uh, there's a little button that you can hit for to call in, quote unquote. <clears throat> and we can actually put you on here live with Susan and Everybody will see you and uh, you can ask your question and uh, then I can figure, try to, you know, fumble around, try to figure out how to, you know, once you're finished asking your question to disconnect you because I couldn't figure it out last week. No, she could not, but hey. It was great. You might have to disconnect yourself. It's all right. But uh, so, yeah, here we are waiting and... um, I don't know what else to say. We're not very, I'm not very entertaining at 7.50 in the morning. I know it's so early for you. <laughs> I know. And I've been running all over the place because we're doing a, it's our game night, but we're actually going to just go to the beach and do a picnic and go boating yeah, and stuff. Fun. So um, mm, that does sound fun. So yeah, I've been running around trying to get everything together and I made fruit dip this morning. I made my, I made the macaroni salad last night. So that was, that's done, but I literally got out of bed at an hour before we did this. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Finn does not allow me to sleep that long. Uh, so it's we, were, like, we right, were out really late after the show last night. I'm up. Out partying after the show. Well, my friend Brittany came in well. from New York City and she was like, um, oh. let's go out. And Brittany, if you go out with Brittany, you're just stuck for hours. She just says, right. she is a lot. In the best way, so we had All a right. nice well, time. Yeah. It's good. I'm glad Susan's here. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this Hello. is so dumb. My, I have. I'm joining you on phone. Okay. Um, is it still okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to make it look more attractive here. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're fine. You know how that is. Um, no, my, uh, my computer processing thing can't, isn't, it's 10.12 and I need 10.13 or something. So give me oh, 13 seconds to, 
put something under this so I'm not sitting up the whole time. Let's see. 13 seconds. That's very specific. That's very no, specific. that's me. That's me. That, that, is, that is absolutely true. Is that better? That's perfect. Now you can't see my Christmas decorations that are still... Um, oh, I know you're one of those people. Got it. Yeah, no, uh, it's because I, I'm, you know what? I still have a few scattered here and there that I need to put away. It's yeah, it's like, it, you know, by the time I get it all put away, it's like practically time it's to Christmas do it again. again. Yeah, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, welcome, Susan. <laughs> how you guys so, doing? Oh, good. Good. How are you? Doing okay. Three years. Three years. Three yeah, years. we were just talking about that. It's, it's crazy. We should sing a little song for you. Yeah. We'll think of what to sing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if there's a three-year song. Is there? You know, it's so funny because one, one of the questions I was going to ask, and I'll just ask it now, is um, so if we were um, producing In Death the Musical, what musical number would you want to include there, like if you could produce? Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> Um, maybe Apex Predator from Mean Girls. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Yes. There is, there is, yes, there's lots of room Love for that. It. We can play yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Yeah, love just to it. keep going. I, I love mean, it. just to tag onto that, we were talking about it and we said that um, the bullpen needs to do like a Hamilton esque like, rap battle. Like the, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. would, that would be so fun. I'm just saying. Like, it would be fantastic. Why don't you write it? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, thinking about doing that. Yeah. You've got a year. I'll give yeah, you a year. year. Oh, so okay. Like, oh, 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 yeah, right. Case in point, the Lizzie Borden musical that I'm working on. That you're working on, yes. <laughs> Which is a literal screamo musical. And then like, then someone sings like a pretty ballad and we're like, what is happening here? Oh, there are flying axes. It's fine. Everything is a musical now. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> cut them up, cut them up. Oh, yes. I mean, what are you going to do? I can't even begin to explain it to you. God. It's insane. It's, but you know what? Entertainment is the only way we can get through this world. It <laughs> is so true. Honestly. Oh, God. So Susan, are you working on a book right now? Yesterday, I finished the fixes for Payback in Death. <gasps> it's in the can. It's oh in God. the can. That's amazing timing. Yeah. That's so great. How exciting. Yeah. Just from yeah. the blurb, it sounded like a really good book. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is good. Did you like yeah. it? It is good. Um, and it's um, people will like it because I, I'm so sworn to secrecy. It's they're ridiculous. Right. But it's nice because um, a lot of our favorite friends have nice oh. Moments, our favorite people. Oh, so, God. It's, you it's like really started good. saying that, and I like held my breath. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so excited to hear you talk about it. <laughs> no, no, and it's a good, you know, and she always writes a good story. Oh, yeah. Some are, you know, really amazing, and some are like good. They're good, yeah. you know, and they're always satisfying. But um, 
this is fun. Lots of nice little sort of turns and, and stuff. Good. I had a really good time. Good. I like, I, I like it yeah. when they're fun. Yeah. yeah. So exciting. It made Yay. you laugh. It made you cry. <laughs> Can't ask more than that, right? We cannot. I did ask our listeners to, if they had questions for you. And uh, there were several. And then I told you that there was one question in particular that um, like we were going to ask it last time and I just didn't get to it or I forgot. And I didn't realize how important this question was. And I got so many people like, why didn't you ask the question? And I was like, I, I didn't, I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't think, you know, that's apparently very important for people to okay. know. The answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I think it came up in um, reunion in death and um, Nadine came and brought Eve some brownies. Okay. To the bullpen. Yes. Um, and Eve grabbed a brownie and started eating. And when you did the audio, it sounded like you were eating when you were doing Eve's part at that point. And so the question was, do you actually eat something? When you do I that, act so eating good. something. Okay, see, there this you go. This is what my MFA training <laughs> and my years and years of being a professional yes, stage yes, actress yes. brings to the book. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer. That makes me I so mean, happy. Give yourself a brownie, Susan. Yeah. Well, but also, you can have a brownie. <laughs> I mean, I would be you nice. could. You know, yeah, I could, I could, I could do that, but you know. It's it's kind of a fun challenge and to decide because she's always talking while she's eating. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like nothing is worse than when you have, well, I'm eating a full meal and the book says I'm slurping things down, but I'm speaking as articulately as possible. I mean, that would be absurd. Right, right exactly. And we we like the fact that she's kind of um uncouth. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, you know. <laughs> she's a freeform gal. Yeah, I love her. Right? Yeah. 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 So no, I, I, uh, I, I don't try and do it all the time. You know, sometimes I think, well, maybe she's waiting between bites, you know, and, but other times it's clear she's supposed to be doing it while she's talking. So you're trying to, you know, fake that. Right. Yeah. I rehearse it extensively <laughs> before I do it. I love it. The, the dedication. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before I get to the other questions, we had a, just a couple of, um, comments from some of our listeners. Um, our listener, Nancy says she's the voice actor gold standard for me. I have never heard anyone who approaches her talent. Thank you, Susan. You make these characters come to life. Oh my God, Nancy, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. <laughs> That is so sweet. I'm serious. You know, I've said this before on the program that um, this means so much to me in a really real way because unlike when you're doing a show on stage you where you can read the audience, you can feel if it's working and if they're with you and if it's effective and all that, you're in your, you know, little booth your little dark booth away from all natural light for hours on end and you think you hope but you think if this feels like i i feel like you know this is working and stuff and 
I personally, I love this series and I um, invest, you know, everything I've got, you know. And um, so when I hear that, it's just, it's like the Grinch's heart, you know, when he three sizes that day. I mean, that's how it makes me feel. It's thank you so oh, much, awesome. Nancy. Yeah. Okay, but thank we're you. not done. We're gonna keep telling you how fantastic um, you are. So don't worry. Right. right. Uh, Deanna says a comment, not a question, but I would really like to tell her that her reading of Jane Eyre is one of my all-time favorite ever audiobooks. Oh, thank you. I did not know you thank- read that. I did. That was kind of early-ish on. And that was, I I felt so fortunate and proud to do that because my MFA, my that's my master's in fine arts, you know, my drama school for three years, you know, huge, huge, huge in all vocal technique and accents and dialects and all of that. And um, that I, I mean, I was a fake Brit, you know, <laughs> they could have gotten a British person to do mm-hmm. that. And they got me. And that's like my father, I think I've told you this before, my father's an English literature professor. Mm-hmm. So these were all books that were so important to me um, growing up. And, you know, my father started giving me all the great, fabulous, you know, Jane Austen novels and the Brontes and all that when I was in high school, and these lovely editions, these beautiful um, additions. And so when I got asked to do that, that was like my sort of love letter Aww. to my dad, you know, that I could do this. And, um, that may be the only book they've listened to in entirety. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, it doesn't have any steamy well, stuff. Right, right. Right. Anyway. But so I am so happy because that was, um, oh. I loved doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. got to seek that out because that's one of my favorite books. So mm. I love that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I, the first time I read Jane Eyre, I, I couldn't get through it. So I just, I read it a few more times and actually liked it, but I really had a hard time getting through it the first time. So I wish I'd had you back then, but that was like See, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's so um, language oriented as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, at, yeah. um, our modern day writing, which is much more plot and character well plot driven i could say you know so yeah so give it a listen you folks who haven't no i'm going to maybe, i'm gonna find that yeah. definitely who says that your reading was her first version oh of my Jane gosh Eyre. that's amazing mm-hmm. i love Where that um okay so we got a fifth person here that's just our producer quote unquote <laughs> yo caitlin um, Hi, Caitlin. Thank you. That's my daughter, by the way. I'm like, how cool. (laughs) I like texted her five minutes ago. Hey, are you awake? I need you to be producer. (laughs) You know, it's your duty, Caitlin. Yeah. (laughs) She brought you into this world. (laughs) (laughs) She's fine. I don't think she has any. princess parties this morning she does princess parties for a living wow (laughs) i I have no words you're a brave woman (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So, um, our next comment is from Dina and Dina says, first, allow me to compliment St. Susan, (laughs) your narration of the in-depth series with your incredible voices, accents, inflections, and raw talent make great writing even better. Mm. And then she says in in New York, in New York to Dallas, when Dallas was recalling Mm. when she first met Isaac McQueen, you changed her voice in the slightest way to reflect her rookie status. Not so self-assured, not too jaded yet. It was so amazing how you pulled it off. I just had to tell you that. Wow. What a cool comment. Thank you. That's really neat. (laughs) It's interesting how, how much we pick up, you know, as, as listeners, because I know the, I know I do and probably Tara does and most other people um, listen multiple times. Absolutely. So every time you hear something different, I think. I mean, that's how I was introduced mm. to the series was listening to an audiobook. So your voice was the first voice I heard tell me the uh-huh. stories. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Going on Mr. Burns there. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um, let's get to the question. So Maureen asks. Does she ever dream about books that she's read? <laughs> um, boy, that's a thinking that sound. I was literally <laughs> just thinking that great um, thinking sound. I, uh, I don't think so. And you know, I think it's because um, you can only record so late in the day. And then you have to stop because your oh, voice yeah. gets tired and, you know, and life. Um, right. And so I tend to dream about the stuff that I'm reading or doing right before bed. And I'm, I'm actually um, learning Italian and um, right now. And so I'm like really having a lot of learning Italian dreams. Right now. <laughs> 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 Which, you know, boy, I'm much better at it in my dreams than I am. (laughs) No, but, um, so no, I don't think I do. That's an interesting question. But I do, I do. When I do have dreams, I have always had huge adventure dreams where I'm always saving somebody, particularly I have a twin brother, particularly my twin brother. I'm saving him from near death or, you know, something like that, or, you know, um, carrying his bloody body out from the wreckage of something. So he gets medical attention and, you know, so, um, but I've always had big time. I I don't have those nice little peaceful, um, you know, like lying by the sand at a beach type of dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working. It's fine. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Nisi is here too. Hello. Nisi is here. Oh, Nisi's here. Hello. Um, so Paula asks, Susan does sarcastic really well. Is she a little like that in her daily life? <laughs> Ask my family. Uh, uh, um, I can be certainly. Sure. I think, you know, but I'm a, you know, I'm a girl from the Midwest. So um, uh, sarcasm is, is how Midwesterners do humor. A hundred percent. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's oh really, you know, the, all that kind of stuff, which was funny because um, <laughs> yeah, my um my best friend growing up, she went down to college in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And she went down there and they thought she was so rude. And she is about <laughs> the sweetest person you have ever met in your entire life. Rima, I'm talking about you. And um, they thought she was so rude and she was horrified to find this oh out. Gosh. Like when someone finally said, you have to you know, chill out because, you know, you're really mm, with those zingers. And like, it's like, what? <laughs> That's me being amusing. I'm <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm funny up north. <laughs> they love me. Oh my I goodness. feel like, you know, and, and not just where you're from, but I feel like just being an actor. Yeah. Yeah would you know you would have that naturally do you that or, would, no no <laughs> be, just no, because no, no. It, tara <clears throat> and because <laughs> i also you know raised an actor i know that like they tend to break into song <laughs> just random yeah. my daughter makes up songs you know about things She's Excellent. Doing, do yeah. you ever do that around the house like just break into constantly. song constantly yes. okay yes my whole family is ridiculous. And, you know, we used to do my, my growing up, my family, you know, we would, we would go camping. Right. So my parents were both educators. And so we'd have the summer free. And so for a certain amount of time, we'd go camping. And so, you know, we'd go to the Grand Canyon or the Rocky Mountains or the, you know, go down North Carolina or, you know, go over all over. Right. Right. And, um, and my parents, um, had this hysterical thing where I don't, you know, it was a certain point in the afternoon when you're bored out of your mind. And, um, um, oh, someone just said they're only seeing you guys. Oh, I don't know. Huh. Um, but anyway, That's my weird. parents used to like start singing phony operas. Oh my God. About where they were going. <laughs> Don't turn left. It's the exit here. Oh my God. No, geez. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And so we just, you know, we grew up being ridiculous, you know, and my brothers are hysterical too. So, um, um, yes, I, I, I know what you say. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's the next question here? Um, Greg says, how do you feel? What is it like to act out roles over many years, like in the in death series, as opposed to playing a particular role from a single play over many years, like a Shakespeare play? Um, it's wonderful. And, and you're right, Greg, it, it is a totally different experience. Um, it's, um, you have, just like when you have an a long time old friend, you can dispense with all the sort of initial stuff because there's such a body of history with you and that person. They say a little thing and you understand what that means. You know, it's like, oh, that's in reference to when we were in high school and, you know, uh, you know, I fell on my face at the assembly and, you know, um, you started singing to try and distract for, you know, or something like that. Um, or, um, you know, 
we all know that the undercurrent of this is really you talking about your ex-wife or something. And that's who that's really what we're talking about. All those kinds of things. Um, so tone uh, and just significant pauses convey so much. Well, you know, when you've done characters for so long, those relationships, you get to reproduce that kind I mean, between like Peabody and Eve and between Rourke and Dallas, um, you know, when Eve starts getting huffy, when about the, you know, taking a blocker or something, it's because, you know, they have this fight every time she sort of gets, it takes a less amount of time each time right. before she's willing to take mm -hmm. it. And she can either do that or he can sort of, make her take it, you know, or he wheedles her with pizza, you know, to, to take it or something. And, um, so when you have all that, um, or you're referencing something, you know, um, a name from her past or something like that, or a case that was really difficult or something that's got so much more meaning behind it. And so I think even though it's not specifically said, I know I feel it and I'm sure that it resonates with people who know the series and have been, it, we've all experienced this together. Mm -hmm. So we understand, Oh God, you know, when that happened to Nadine and she, you know, was almost killed or something, you know, that's, and how much, certain characters mean to her because of what they've been through together. Um, so it's, 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 it's great. It's, and it's, it's also easy to do because I don't have to sit and think about who is Baxter? How shall Baxter sound? What other, what do I know about Baxter? You know, I uh -huh. already know I can go immediately to his voice. We do the bullpen blah, 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 and all that happens. Um, and that's, that's just really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sally, and this is our listener in, uh, where is she? She's in, um, she's in England. Oh, um, she says a few questions for the amazing, wonderful queen of audiobooks, Susan Erickson. And she asks how long it takes to complete an audiobook. I think we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. Uh, it depends if I can record all day or if I'm sharing the studio or if I've got other stuff going on. So uh, a perfect opportunity would be a week, probably more like a week and a half. Okay. Um, she says, some of my favorite in-death stories are the ones when we get to visit Rourke's family in Ireland. Have you ever traveled to Ireland? No, but um, I'm an armchair tourist, <laughs> and um, so I I love um, you know travel documentaries, and I love um, BritBox, and I love Masterpiece Theater, and um, I I have a bunch of Irish friends, and um, who fortunately you know say let's go meet at O'Connell's. And, you know, all the bartenders and the waitresses are Irish. So um, uh, I feel like I uh, hopefully don't embarrass myself uh, doing that. But I do. Lo I love I love that whole culture. I think they're in many ways 
very close to um, American culture in that they're um, Americans are messy. You know, um, I hope we don't say we're totally classless and uncouth <laughs> and embarrassing, but we are a lot of times. But I think we're we're um, as a overall tend to be um, vocal and expressive of our feelings. And um, I think the Irish are wonderful that way. They, they certainly wear their hearts on their sleeves and aren't afraid of um, being sentimental or, or um, passionate. And I, I've always loved that. <clears throat> right. Um, let's see if, one of the in-death books were made into a movie. Which character would you like to be? Um, well, Eve, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know. Right? But the good thing about audiobooks is I get to be them all. Right? <laughs> right? Well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Maria says, hi, Susan. When you do the voices on the audibles, do you just do one book at a time during the day or several different ones or every other day? Um. I love your different voices and you're the only one I know that can do that. So it's amazing. Wow. You know, that's very interesting. I'm, um, I'm surprised. I kind of assume that everybody does it <laughs> right the way I do it, but I guess not. Um, cause I certainly don't have time to listen to anybody <laughs> else's audiobooks. <laughs> I'm bad that way. I'm bad that way. Um, no, I do one book at a time. It's too hard to jump worlds. Um, and in fact, um, so my husband, David Kalachi, is also a marvelous narrator. Yes, he is. And um, we share the, the studio. And some days, because of just the way, you know, our the rest of our life is, um, we do like sharing, like, you do an hour, I'll do an hour. You do an hour, I'll do an hour. Mm -hmm. And I would much prefer to do a straight four hours and then you have the afternoon or something because it's just, you don't have to take that five minutes to sort of get your head back in the game. You know, it's really nice to have that continuity of stuff. Right. Yeah. So. And I wouldn't think that you would want several books at a time i would think you want to concentrate on just right. one and yeah and you oh, also need to <laughs> you, you need to you need to maintain um the same vocal quality so which is why you need to be aware of how your voice works on just a purely technical level and um you know if you're sort of fighting a little cold you're not going to be able to record for four hours um you're gonna wear out and you're gonna hear it and um and I know that I have, when deadlines have been insane before, um, I have like had to record books, um, you know, being slightly congested. And I've called them and said, can we delay this for three days? Because I'm feeling like I can hear it. And, you know, they say, well, send us a clip. And I send it to them and they say, no, 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 that's fine. And, you know, and I'm going, nah. <laughs> but that's their choice. You know, I, I've, Sometimes, sometimes they just don't care. Um, so, you know, that's why you need to, when you start the next day, you need to replay a little bit to sort of make sure you're 
in the same kind of tempo, same energy level, um, and your voice is in the same place. And sometimes <clears throat> I think I better go upstairs and vocalize for another 20 minutes before <laughs> not quite there yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Dina asks, when you're acting out a scene with many players, for instance, in Shadows, that one really stood out when they were all on the plane in Ireland. How do you manage such flawless transitions between all of those characters? I think there were like 12 or so voices in the same scene, and that was really incredible. Thank you. That was a hard scene. Um, but see, fortunately, you can stop if you make a mistake. And you can go back and punch cut in and come in clean with the new person if, if you didn't make the transition clean enough. And I think it's really important to, I don't want the listeners to be stepping out of the story going, which guy is that? Right. What? Oh, uh, and then they miss the next four lines, you know? So it's really important to me. I really appreciate that. That, that was a very nice compliment because that's important to me. Yeah. Um, she also says, um, do you have any special preparation you do when you do Trina and or Whitney? Their voices are very raspy and I can only imagine how your throat must feel when you do their scenes. You know, I'll tell you what I've learned to do. It's so funny when the, the thing is with both those characters, when I first started, you know, you start a series and you don't know who's going to be important. I mean, obviously we knew Eve and Rourke and, you know, that little core, but you, you really don't know who's going to come mm -hmm. back. Well, in the first earlier things, Whitney would come in and he'd do three lines, you know, and it was no big deal. And so I made a really strong choice, a difficult vocal choice, but it's like three lines, whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Well, he has grown. His relationship yeah. with Eve has grown. And he's grown in the series about, you know, some things he is a small little, he doesn't appear much. But other books, he he's in there every third scene, you know, mm -hmm. big time stuff. And um, Trina too, Trina was, you know, this little sidekick of Mavis and sh she was just kind of hysterical. And I thought, well, I'm going to make her really wacky. You know, <laughs> I just thought she was hysterical and, and, you know, um, I, I think I've said this before. She's kind of my Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, or no, Harvey, Fein Harvey Feinstein. You know, she's my uh, homage to him, not Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my God. Um, uh, and, um, well, then lo and behold, two books later or something, she comes back with the whole... <laughs> That big thing, you know, she's like the subject of the book yeah. and the crime and the, all that stuff. And I was shredding my voice. So what I've learned with those two guys, those two characters, is um, I will do the scene, but give them a neutral voice when I'm recording, when I'm doing it. And I'll do it with at the same pace and the same tempo and all that kind of stuff. But I won't do the vocal characterization. And at the end of the day, then I'll go back and I'll punch cut in their lines with their voices. So I'm done at the end of the day. Because, yeah, it could be it could be confusing. Someone just punched in a, a little note. Um, yeah. uh, but it's not because I know what I'm doing and I've got the script right there and, and I you know, I'm the one who thought out this solution, but, um, 
And certainly the engineers would catch it when they're proofing it. If for some reason I forgot a line or something. Um, but that's the, that's the way I've had to save myself to be really smart that way. It's so much to keep track of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And sometimes it's like, you know, I'll be reading through, um, you know, I'll get the newest book or something and I'll be just getting to do that wonderful thing where you just get to sit down and read it and, and I'll come and, and it's like, oh my God, this is a Whitney Tibble scene that goes on for seven pages. I'm doomed. Okay. I'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> you know, so. Um, she also has a comment and that's thank you so very much for what you do, bringing this world of characters to brilliant life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I just want to remind all of the people that are in the audience right now, you can, you can put a question in the chat if you want to, but you can also call in quote unquote, if you're on a computer, you can call in and talk to Susan. So, you know, just let us know if you want to do that as well at any time. And I think that's it for all the questions we had from our listeners. We do have a couple of comments in the chat. And Nisi said, that is great. I'm listening to another audiobook, and she does not do different voices. I find myself confused as to who is talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of audiobook uh, narrators don't do different <laughs> characters. Yeah. I mean, the gist of Stacey's comment was that um, she thinks... Oh, yeah. The audiobooks read by Susan have helped contribute to the success of the series, which, yeah. Thank you, Susan. Good. Good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You should be proud. Yeah. I, Keep writing, Nora. The number of people, I mean, that have commented either, you know, sent us an email or, or you know, commented on Facebook or something like that, that um, after we started doing this podcast, then we've always like been huge advocates of people listening to the audios as they read. Um, mm. I, I've heard a, a, a lot of comments that people were saying like, yeah, I had one or two, but then I decided to go back and get all of them. Cause you guys were saying that, you know, we should listen to everything as, so hopefully this podcast has contributed a little bit to the success of the audios. That's what That's I would great. like to think anyway. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, we got some super fans around here for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, if the book if the if the books weren't worthy, when you've got good material, it can uh, an audiobook can really soar. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's great. I yeah. So Melissa oh, yeah. has a question: Do you have to audition to narrate other books now that you are Saint Susan of Erickson, or do they come direct <laughs> to you? I love you. <laughs> um, usually they just make me an offer. Um, sometimes um, they, they want me to, uh, they say like a, cause I work for several different companies and, um, and uh, they'll say, uh, we'd like to submit you for this. The author wants basically to sort of sign off on our suggestion. Um, sometimes they'll ask me to do a, a little sample. And, um, you know, most of the times I get it, but every once in a while I don't. And it's like, well, 
What? What? <laughs> your book sucks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. I didn't want to read that book anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and Stacy says, um, you add the whipped cream and cherry on top of the delicious fudge sundae. Correct. <laughs> I mean, you're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, right? Yum. Uh, Sarah says, has Nora listened to Susan's narration and or communicated with her? The two together make an unbeatable combination. My all time favorite literary duo. Mm. Golly, I wish I knew more. I have had a vague, I think I've said this before. I uh, received sort of, um, you know, via the former, I guess what it, what, when, when Nora used to use brilliance to, um, uh, record their stuff, um, before she switched to Macmillan, um, they just never really wanted the narrator to directly, um, engage at all with the authors. Um, they were very, and, and I think, you know, I get that mm -hmm. they didn't want them pestering them. You know, these are famous people, right, right. you know, and stuff didn't, they're doing stuff. Um, but I heard via them that she was pleased and, and liked what I did, but I, I don't know how I like, it's wonderful. I have a, a, um, modest, but personal relationship with Sarah Paretsky. I do her V.I. Warshawski series, which is a phenomenal series. If you guys haven't, uh, you know, listeners would like to hear another Susan Erickson thing. Great, fabulous protagonist, you know. Um, and she is so, um, if I need to contact her, she is absolutely available and it's lovely. And, um, but I've always been too nervous to reach out to Nora because she's so big and famous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, and you know, I don't know. Yeah. And, and in some ways it's been, you know, it's been, I so hope she, I, I'm assuming if she hadn't liked it, she would have put the kibosh yes, on right. it, you know, I mean, but now we're 54 books, books in. So I think we're good. Yeah. Right. I think we're out there we're now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're stuck with me, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just me if you don't like it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It, I'm going rogue. It would make sense um, to me to keep that. <laughs> it would make sense to me to keep that line of communication open. Just is just because of, you know, if you have a question, like how did you, how did you envision this character's voice to sound? Exactly. Right. I, I always was hoping there was at some point when she switched over to Harper, she switched publishers and, um, there was some talk about trying to do a getting us together mm -hmm. uh, and doing some kind of, you know, event, you know, it's a publicity thing to, you know, and I said, I would love to do that. I would love to meet her. Yes. And, um, but, uh, it never materialized. Um, you know, she's disappointing. Right. like a mania. She does. You know? Yeah. She does. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't know when she sleeps, but uh, <laughs> I would, I, you know, it doesn't, Nora, she's like Roar. Nora's people. I, I, um, I, I would love to have the pleasure of communicating with her at some point. I, 
I probably should have reached out at some point, but um, it's that Midwestern, you know, yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we are pretty sure that at least one person within Nora's kind of inner circle listens to our show. So you never know. To make sure you don't sort of ruin her brand or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, and maybe they enjoy us. Oh. I mean, or yeah. they enjoy we us. Are. We Thank are you, somewhat Jen. entertaining yeah. after all. Somewhat entertaining. That's our tagline. Somewhat entertaining. Somewhat entertaining. <laughs> we got that from we you know, we, we got do that from a Google review. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a re, well no, it was oh, a review of one of Nora's one of the in death series and and somebody had put, oh, you know, right, somewhat right, entertaining right. in all caps for one yeah. of the books. <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, there are a couple more questions in the chat. Uh, Nisi asked, "Do you get books that you just don't like?" Um, not very often. Um, like there are books that, like I've, a, I'll get a couple offers at the same time, and I'll go, "Oh, I'd much rather do this." So I can't do both at the same time, and you know, I'll say. I'll accept this and then I'll tell them, well, I can't do this now. If, you know, you can postpone it, you know, I could do it or something. Uh, you know, I, I'm not big into the sort of, you know, and it's fine. I'm, I'm not being judgmental or, you know, a prude about it. It's just not my thing. I, I get enough sex in the in death <laughs> book. I don't need to do the erotica stuff, you know, right. and, you know, I, it's like I got this one book and I was like, whoa, just, I don't think I want my Maybe kids not. picking that up, you know, 10 years after I'm dead and going, wow, mom, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want that in their heads, you yeah, know, right. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, um, but I'm a very curious um, person, I think. And um, I, I always think about audiobooks as being, you know, my continuing adult education. I read a lot of nonfiction and um, I can tell you more about World War II than, you know, uh, y you might want to know. Um, you should meet my mom. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I just, um, I, I find all that fascinating and I've read all kinds of really interesting things that, you know, maybe I started out going, well, you know, need to pay the tuition for my son's education. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I better take that. That's a 700-page book. Yes. Yeah. Um, and turned out this is amazingly fascinating. So, yeah. But not, not usually something that I like most stuff. I can find something interesting in most things. Do you have, has there been one thing that you can think of from a book that you've read, something that you've learned or some kind of life lesson that you took with you and you still kind of have with you? Mm, that's interesting. Let me think about that. Yes, I read this and I can't even, what was it called? It was a nonfiction it was a book about empathy. It was fascinating. Um, and it was, um, it was 
talking about the idea of empathy from the smallest sort of little personal interaction stuff to uh, sort of a communal sense, like a, a, a town or, or an organization to moving out like to like when South Africa did the reconciliation um, meetings, meetings after apartheid and what the, it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and um, I actually had a friend that I had somehow our friendship had imploded um, in a really weird way and used the ideas in that book to um, figure out how to uh, reconcile uh, with that person. And it was, it was really meaningful and just sort of thinking about what we could do collectively if we had uh, really, I guess I thought I knew what empathy was, Mm -hmm. but it's not being sympathetic or pitying someone. It's actually, um, and it was fascinating. Mm. It was really cool. Yeah. Awesome. I wish I could remember what that was called. <laughs> By someone named Chris, a woman named Chris something. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we'll find it and we'll. Well, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. There was another question. Um, Melissa said that um, when I'm searching for a new book, ah. Uh, I can't read this because it's moving. When I'm searching for a new book, I will search for you as the reader. You've cost me a lot of money finding books this way, (laughs) and I'm here for it. Uh, Do publishing houses understand that you bring your own following to new books? Does that impact what they offer you? Also, do they select you specifically to boost a new author? Um, I think that's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm guessing that's why I started doing, I think maybe I've done three of them, this sort of charming, cozy mystery series that's set on up in, uh, the Northwest. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I'm guessing kind of that's, you know, why I was asked to do that. It's, you know, uh, with an eye for doing that. Um, I know, it, do people know what ACX is? I, ACX is um, an online forum which gets together authors and narrators. Oh. So you don't have to go, it's for, for indie authors okay, right. cool. to be able to engage narrators to um, record their books so they can self-publish. And, um, it's, it's all very wonderfully organized. Um, and, um, there is a f- wonderful writer who, uh, named Elizabeth Vaughn, who, um, I think I'm on book eight <coughs> of hers. Um, uh, it's a fantasy series. It's just terrific. Elizabeth Vaughn. It's, I'm doing, her next one, which is War Cry now. Um, and um, <coughs> sorry. And um, she she was a fan of mine uh, because of the in-death stuff. And so when 
she said, I heard you in my head when I thought about someone doing my books. Aww. And I'm so happy because she, this is the, f she was the first time and it's been ongoing that I have had a truly working relationship with an author. And it is exactly what you were saying, AJ, earlier. I can ask her questions before we even start, you mm -hmm. know, before I even start. Tell me about the world. How is this? You know, who do you envision, you know, the wizardy people? How do they sound? How did these plains people sound? What's this? What's the how, you know, and I could try out stuff and I could, you know, she had all these wonderful pronunciations of these people. This is how I'm guessing. Is that how you pronounce these names? Oh, no, no, no. You want them like this. Mm. And do you think it should work like this? And, you know, I kind of have an idea about this. It's not really in there, but when I'm hearing it in my head, I'm thinking it would be really nice to have this kind of, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that works. That works. And because she knows the later books, because this is part of a series that I'm coming into after she's written mm -hmm. a number of books, she knows where it's going. So she knows what may cause trouble later or you know, or that, no, that works great. And I love, yeah, I love that. That's helpful that she That's can say cool. like, don't That's do a so train cool. of voice for this person because they're going to be a, a yeah. character later on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or this person's going to turn out to be a long last member of this tribe. So they need to have a hint of their kind of accent so that later when they we they reveal that no they are part of this tribe but they left it years ago you go oh yeah you know she's great i love her elizabeth vaughn i wrote down that name because we are we we have had a couple of authors that are uh, fans the in death series on the show so i might contact her and see if she wants to be on the show oh well, a fan of Susan. Yeah, I would love to check her books out. That sound they sound great. Um oh they're really fun. They're really and they're I love fantasy. So. Yeah. Great world building. Yeah. Yeah. Great world oh, building. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh so Stacy, I think we I think Susan just answered your she question. She just answered she said, the question. Yeah. <laughs> do you work with self published authors or just through publishing houses? So you do work with self published yeah. authors. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a kind of a controversial question. Ooh. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> have you thought at all about the rise of AI tools and what it might mean for the future of audiobooks? Absolutely. I have a lot. Um, I am on the SAG-AFTRA uh, steering committee, mm -hmm. national steering committee for our union. And everybody who is involved in performing and uh, television, publishing, everything. Everybody's talking about AI. It's almost exhausting. Um, the good thing is about um, uh, in our union contracts now, a wonderful thing that our union has done is put in place, and fortunately, with the... Um, easy agreement of the big audio publishers is that they will not, uh, they're not interested in using artificial voices to do because they know there's no substitute. Right. 
because, um, but also there's a wonderful and very important um, um, framework or rules in the contracts that say they can't, you know, I do, if I record a book for X company, they can't use my voice from that book to program and teach an AI program to be able to do a version of Susan Erickson Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or, you know, Miss Jones, you know, whoever, some fake amalgamation of something. So we are really actively, um, we're kind of ahead of the game. The audiobook world is, and, and partly that's helped because it's sort of, it's a smaller, even though it's a huge industry, mm-hmm. it's still a sort of more contained industry. Um, I think um, some of the other branches are going to have a harder time protecting their performers, but yeah, it's, you know, I think it's one of those things personally that, um, you know, it's kind of like cloning or something like that. It's so cool that, you know, somebody thought this up and thought that, oh my God, this is possible. This is what we could do. And, and look at us using our knowledge and our imagination and our stuff to blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the sort of ethical, um, uh, uh, moral um ramifications just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it and and i Mm -hmm. think ai is is going to be we're going to be as a society you know i don't think you know they're going to take over the world i'm you know i'm not a i'm not anti i just think we should stop and think um but the genie's like halfway out of the right, you know, yeah. lamp already. So it's really about trying to put some constraints. And so, yeah, I listened to a podcast the other day, uh, an interview with a guy, one of the guys that was forefront in the creation of AI for Google. And oh, yeah. his, his whole thing is, yeah, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, but we as a country need to, uh, think about protections for people that might be put out of out of work because of this technology that yeah. we've created. So it, it's it's something to think about, and it, and it's it's good to hear that SAG is already you know thinking about it yeah, and on top of it. Oh yeah, that was fantastic, huge, so. huge. So we got probably a couple more minutes with Susan. If anybody else has a question, <clears throat> now's the time to say it. Or forever or, hold your peace. Or maybe until <laughs> next year. Until next year. Anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you that we we really did kind of hesitate. We had these conversations like, should we ask Susan again? Because is, is she like sick of us by this time or not? I don't no, know. <laughs> no. Uh, Sarah said she purchased the first book. <gasps> Sweet. Yay. Thank you. Oh, that's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Looks like Dana uh, wants to call in. (gasps) Dana! (laughs) Is she going to show her face? Dana's our secret agent. (gasps) She works for for the government. We can't tell you more about that. We have to kill you. (laughs) Hey, Dana. Hello, Dana. Hello. How's everybody? Good. Wonderful. How are you? 
Good. Um, I actually, this is kind of totally changing topics, but I went back and listened to the the other um, episodes that Susan was on. Um, and even from the very first one, you talked about how much you were a music fan and had a very kind of eclectic um, eclectic uh, choice in, in music and breaking into song at times and things like that. Well, the show had an episode where they created a playlist for the series. Um, everything from a theme song to kind of represent the series or certain characters or certain couples. And I was wondering what songs you would kind of lend to that playlist, either representing um, a theme song for the series altogether or any specific characters or couples um, from your question. eclectic joy of music. And we will actually add, cause it's a, it's a Spotify will, playlist. So we, we will, will actually add, add your picks to our Spotify playlist. <laughs> so I think playlist. there should be some Susan Erickson choices. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. We're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I love how, you know, you'd have to have some Irish music in there. But I love how Rourke, you know, it, it likes all the retro stuff, you know, the old movies and things like that. And um, so you'd have to have some like, um, you you can just hear him listening to, so like some Duke Ellington and, you know, Ella Fitzgerald or something, you know, like there's going to be something kind of, smoky and sexy and jazzy you know that he would put on i guess I'm pretty sure we have yeah. that last on there don't we mm-hmm. we yeah. do oh yeah perfect yep. yeah um and you know maybe nina simone i i put a spell oh, on you yeah mm. that's a great oh, that's, that's a, good a great one. yeah writing that yeah down. Okay. <laughs> yeah it down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know. You know what I like about uh, one of the things that I like about, um, well, I, I also love, you know, like Morris, all the, he's, he plays stuff in the morgue, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. sort of as, you know, homages to the people that he's working on. And, um, so, you know, like Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, you know, maybe. Or, or um, yes. uh, you know, um, oh, I know it would be, uh, do you have, did you say at last? Mm-hmm. Did you already yep. say that? Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. But, you know, um, even though it's not sort of a literal thing, in the wee small hours of the morning, do you know that song? No, no. In the wee small hours of the morning. Oh, yes. When the whole wide world is fast asleep. Mm -hmm. It's a great song. Um, uh, But, you know, it's kind of moody and thinking about things you've missed out on and loss. And, you know, all the stuff that Eve you know, the sort of whispers of the ghost of, you know, the past victims that she sort of holds on to. And I don't know. That's that's great. That's what's. Yeah. 
See, my my suggestion for Morris was don't fear the reaper. Well, and, and something <laughs> clearly from the Lizzie Borden musical that Tara's working on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. awesome. Jen had a lot of Harry Connick Jr. for, for I Morris. I did have a lot of Harry Connick Jr. It ended Jr. up being a lot of Harry oh, Connick yeah. Jr. and Billy Joel for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because they're both awesome. Shut up. Yeah. It's true. Or some like Miles Davis, just yeah. instrumental would be really great. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot be... of instrumental options. I mm. brought a lot of show tunes to that list. Um, you did add a lot of show tunes. Yeah, yeah. you did. Sweeney Todd stuff, right? Yeah. Sweeney Todd. Ooh. <laughs> huh. We might now have to have a part going, two. Burns. The playlist right, is already uh, like 10 hours long. It is, yeah. <laughs> Have you posted it? Yeah, it's yeah, on Spotify. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's on Spotify. You'll have to send me a link okay, to it. I will. Yes. Because <laughs> remember Luddite? Oh. Idiot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'll Where send you a link to it. Well, thank you, Dana, for coming on. Yes. And, thank uh, you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Question. We appreciate Thanks. it. Love it. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happens when you have a producer. We were like, "How do you do that before?" Hey, let's figure it out. The other thing we we did a a show on that you might want to weigh in on is we did a show on um, because we never got to see even Rourke's wedding. So, do you have ideas of what would happen at their wedding? Like, you know. I think we we talked about like what song would she walk down the aisle to? What what would they have at their reception? You know, what kind of food would they have at their reception? I think you'd have to have "Unforgettable," right, by Nat King Cole. Oh yeah, that's a oh, good my God. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was so great. <laughs> she was so bloody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's so weird, you know. It, it doesn't it feel like it's almost like you're remembering, like you know, one of your friends' weddings. It's like yeah. weird. That's like a memory, not a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of is because the, she never gave it to us, so we kind of had to fill in that, yeah. that information, which on was our own. probably really smart of her. Ed Cannon's, mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it really gave us all the opportunity to just fantasize about how we thought it would go. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it would yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my favorite things, but also the most important part of that is that last segment of the book where Eve is thinking about how it's a promise. And I was like, yeah, right. Cause that's actually what the wedding is about, mm-hmm. but I selfishly want to know more. So then we all think about it. <laughs> that's yeah. just how that goes. Exactly. You're so selfish, Tara. <laughs> right. I know. How dare you? Just, I just want to know more. Selfishly. Well, <laughs> it's okay. All right. So um it's already been an hour. We don't want to keep you much longer. So um if if nobody else has a question, I think we're gonna let you go. Thank you. Yes. It was my pleasure. You guys are great. I love hanging out with you. Oh, I love, love you. 
well, creativity and enthusiasm and intelligence and fun and just you're great. You're great. Thank They're you. great. They're great. Support them. <laughs> <laughs> you're great as well. You know, um, buy so more audiobooks. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what we say. Buy more audio. Buy more audiobooks. Okay. Absolutely. Thank Take, you, care. Take care. And I don't know if people are still with us. Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, no, Lily, we're not. <laughs> what? Lily is ready. She's, our, she's like, on. no, I heard you in the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, just a few more minutes. I know Finn's like, "Are we going to the beach? Are we?" <laughs> yes, dude. Just a few more going. minutes, friends. Okay, so um, thanks everybody for being here with us for, for this episode. Thank yes. you for your um, so much. support for three years. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening, Love you guys. Um. Yeah, we really do thank love you, you so and uh, I, I don't know what else to say except thank you so so much. Yep, happy and three years. Happy <laughs> three years, y'all. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, wild. It's been a wild <laughs> ride. Yeah. <laughs> Sue says happy thank three years. You. Thanks everyone Thanks, for saying guys. happy anniversary. Um. Yeah. So I'm not going to do any podcast business. Uh. We don't have a ton anyway, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to end the show. So um, I guess that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. I completely forgot how to end this show. <laughs> I love it's, it, honestly. Susan Erickson Brain. I love it. That's what's uh, happening. So, but, bye guys. Uh, <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.